Okay. Oh gosh. So I can't get it together. <laughs> <laughs> That's a drop from Gina. That's a great one. I also have this one. My mouth is dry all of a sudden. <laughs> Can anyone else have it. a drop? You couldn't hear that one? Uh really? Hold up. I got close to my microphone like a fucking idiot. Like I was gonna hear it better. Dry all of a sudden. <laughs> Here, hold up. Let me try one more time. My mouth is dry all of a sudden. Are we done? <laughs> but then I also got this. Oh one. gosh. So I can't get it together. <laughs> that was awkward. Okay, so on today's episode, we're shifting away from the more macabre for a little bit, um, and we're going to be discussing some monumentous... Boo. Really? <clears throat> now I have to start over. <laughs> we're going to be discussing some momentous... I was wondering if that was an actual word when you said it the first time. Monumentous? I don't think that's Momentous, a word. monumental to... medical moments. I don't know what I was trying to Holy say. Holy fuck. Or... That's a mouthful. Okay. Yeah. Holy so Calm we're... down, Eminem. <laughs> we're going to be discussing some monumental medical moments. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> Along with advancements in medicine and technology over the years. That sounds fun. So let's start with introductions. You guys know the drill. Say something so our listeners know your voice. I'm Gina, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Phil. Hi, I'm Phil. And Joey. This is Joey. And then we have our on-the-spot researcher, Abby. Hi. Roll the intro. Warning, we try to provide accurate information, but we are in no way historians or experts in this field. We mean no offense to anyone or anything. This is just for fun, so come listen and enjoy. Okay, so today we get to talk about what? Some, like, happy things in history. I mean, some of it's kind of sad because, like, let's face it, a lot of our history, you know, like, we learn from it, right? Is the reason why it's sad, Gina, is because there's not very much sadness in it? Is that what makes it sad for you? No. For you, that's the number one thing. <laughs> you guys, okay, so I was doing some of our research and, like, for a future podcast, and it was, like, really sad and very macabre, and so I had to take a break from it for a bit. And so that's how I came up with today's episode. Kick so, a couple puppies around, maybe. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I'm into mass destruction, not just, you know. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. That's also a pretty good drop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm into mass destruction. Oh, no. All right. So we are going to start off with the momentous medical moments, monumental did, medical moments. Did you write that down? First of all, did you like make it to be that punny like that? Like, was that mm -hmm. your? Well, I went, I put medical moments and I was like, I need something like bigger. But then I was like, mm, medical moments. So then it was like an alliteration. So I was like, screw it. I need some more M's. I love the way your brain works. Thank you. Yeah. 
I didn't mean that as a compliment. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to take it as a compliment. <laughs> I meant that as like in a uh, real uh, ooh, Rain Man type of way. <laughs> <laughs> oh I've never you seen really Rain Man. You really mustered a lot of ma- mania. <laughs> I'm still taking that as a compliment. So... <clears throat> So we're going to start off with that. So one of the big things that stood out to me in my research was the first organ and heart transplants. Because, I mean, we hear about it a lot. You know, people waiting for a liver or whatever. Kidney. Yes, they wait for kidneys, not really livers. I don't know. It's pretty poor that they can actually like. What do you think people wait for more? What do you think tastes better? Like if you were Hannibal Lecter, which one would taste better? This is not a Dahmer story again. Phil. Hey, listen, any story is a dumber story if if you try hard enough. I mean, I don't want to try that hard. This was supposed to be less macabre. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Remember, like, bring down the macabre, Phil. <laughs> bring it down a notch. All right. So, the first organ to be transplanted from human to human was in 1954. Okay, so, question. Because mm-hmm. you said human to human. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me that there, there were... Uh, let me think. Uh, monkey to mon- monkey to human. Yeah. Um. Dog- so uh, actually, pick, pick the human for I sure. Went- pick the human for sure, right? Rat, rat, human, human to rat, right? Don't they grow ears on rat? So, yeah. I kind of went down a rabbit hole with this. You went down a rat here. <laughs> uh, a rat ear with this, and um, I didn't put it all into my like kind of my research kind of summary, but actually, yes, they did try because we're really close to like gibbons, and which are a type of kind of like an ape, um, and so because we're so similar, they tried in people that were already kind of like at. They didn't really have a last option. Oh, so they, you know, so like it was like you can either try it, it and like live as long as you can, or you can try this experimental. Like you thing. might as well go for it. You're gonna die. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I get it. Like I would do it. Would you yeah. do it if somebody was like, "Hey, listen, you can either die on your own, you or might you can try a, this experimental medicine." Yeah, and you can have a monkey heart, maybe because you can live without a kidney. Like you can live right. with just one kidney. You'll all of a sudden just crave bananas. <laughs> But they actually found that, like, they weren't compatible. Even though, like... Really? I don't know if science really needed us to tell us that. No, but actually they found that... um, And I don't have, like, the exact data in front of me. But they actually found that we were... The human body was actually able to use pig um, things. Like, pig... I don't want to say pig parts, because that sounds weird. No, but that's essentially (laughs) what it is. I have have pig parts in me. And then the body... The human body doesn't... um, Ejected is bad. Eject? Reject? Yeah, that's the word. Well, I don't want to say our words. <laughs> what about, can, can, I, I was hoping, you know, that they would have put like, hook me up with like a chimp, like a chimp <laughs> finger or something. You know what I mean? Cause they seem like they'd be real strong. Are you just going to chop off your finger in hopes that they yeah, you know you a chimpanzee like, finger? I wouldn't, I'd fuck with like I'm a so stinger sorry, of Abby. some kind. Like if somebody gave me a stinger. Like if somebody yeah. pissed me off, I'd sting him. Big rape for a hand, bro. That'd be yeah. awesome. If somebody's just mean to me and I'm just that like, that sounds <laughs> like the worst idea yeah. ever. No, You're but not, end like, up it's not stinging gonna... yourself. Well, clearly, but it's not going to kill them. It's just going to be like a bee sting, unless they're allergic to bees, and then like. And then you just killed someone, Phil. 
Oh, does so that... my uh, non-macabre story is turning into more macabre, and it's you guys this time. Listen, I would like to all point we're that out. To say is why are you just doing normal ass organs when you could be transplanting something like? Okay, so a chimp has. Like, let's try. say just a super duper muscle arm or something like that. Why can't we just be replacing our shit with that? Yeah, our s- stupid, simple ass arms. Like, can, um, can you swing from a tree from your feet? I mean, I probably could if I tried. I'm calling bullshit right now. <laughs> it's not humanly possible. I don't want to like, Without some leg. rope. Do you know how ridiculous you would look with a chimp leg? I, I'd, I'd be looking at you upside down from a tree, though. That's more form than than or more function than form with that. Exactly. All right. So the first organ to be transplanted from human to human was in 1954, and it was a kidney from an identical twin. Man, what are the odds? That I mean, that you really that's oof. Like there was almost no way that couldn't work. <laughs> well, actually, they found out later on, which we're going to get into here in a little bit, that just because they are identical twins, it doesn't mean that it's going to take. Like it, the body may not accept the organs still. So then they later found out that there's certain, I don't remember what they were called because I didn't write it down, but like certain kind of like receptors or something that you have to have in order for it, for the transplant to actually work. Oh, huh. So like um, when you do like bone marrow transplants, they look for certain markers, I think is what they call it, is like certain markers within like DNA and like the organ itself. What are we talking? Expo, Sharpie? paint markers but but according to the national library of medicine in the united states alone over 800,000 patients have had their lives saved or significantly improved thanks to transplant since national recording began at the organ procurement and transplant network in 1988 so yeah, but they don't say 000. a whole lot about the guys that had to die for those people to okay. get those. Yeah, so what are the survival rate? Okay, I'm going to ask this question, and you probably don't have the answer. We need an on-the-spot researcher. Mm-hmm. Is What is the survival rate of a transplant of significant kind? So, like, heart, lung. Okay, so when I was kind of looking up, and I don't have, like, the exact data, but... And if Abby wants to, she can look up some more information on it for sure and give us more accurate. But I remember when I was kind of looking up some of this information that it talked about most of it was like kind of like on kidney because that was like the major that was kind of like the easier organ to transplant and experiment with. And it seemed like they considered it successful if the patient survived. I think it was like nine months they, they oh, wow. considered yeah, that or successful. longer. Yeah. It probably breaks down too by age, probably by a bunch of different factors, probably too, right? Like, but there probably isn't overall. Yeah. And so then some of them were talking about how some of them survived for more than a year. Um, And then that's when they started to figure out that there were certain markers that helped match it. And so, like, all of these different things kind of led them to understand that because they would try it in one patient and it would work or it wouldn't work and they'd have to try a different transplant. And, of course, there were some, of course, some were not able to survive the transplants. So did they ever do any, like, fingers or anything like that? Um, I just really, like. You know, like, I mean, they got this whole body, right? I, I was just joking, obviously, about them killing. I don't know why they killing. wouldn't be able to do, like, a finger transplant, though. 
Why not? Why well, yeah. God, I would think that'd be easier than a freaking heart. Yeah, but I don't know if like, because then you're looking at nerves and Ooh, stuff. Yeah. Where it's not just But one not necessarily. Organ. Like, what if you could, so right. what if you could reattach the finger, you just couldn't feel anything in the finger, but you could still move it. Because like but nerve endings. muscle and stuff. Like you'd have to reconnect even people, the muscles. Even but when people hack up their own hands, like even when they reattach their own digis, it seems like they're not really like. They never actually are quite. Treading on guitar like I am, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Tony Iommi. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's his was the fingertips though, and they're just gone though, right? Yeah, that's why you always use like straight fucking little Kurt Cobain well, cords. Weird tips on there too, I think. Yeah, but yeah, fake tips. I just it's interesting because I you know something like that like um you have this whole body right because that's that's how people get organ transplants right probably is donors mm-hmm. the yeah, majority so of them. A lot of them only have a certain amount of time to have that transfer done. Right. But you know, you know, somebody's got like, I don't know, I guess it, I guess if the arm doesn't work, I'm just thinking like would if somebody didn't let's say that somebody, you know, didn't have that somebody's in a car accident, right? And they didn't have an arm. And you've got this other body that they've, you know, they're they're donating their body. Well, there's an arm right over there, man, like Yeah, but you have to think about how many parts are in an arm cuz you have the bone, you have the bone marrow, you have tendons you have ligaments you have veins arteries you know because like you'd have to somehow hook up all the veins and the arteries and then the ligaments otherwise it would just die off anyway because it doesn't have the blood flow so okay Um, that's stupid never mind i don't know has anybody no because i thought about this as i was doing my research i'm like how far can this go but you know what here's what's fun to think about too is that you're talking about something that happened in 1950 and then recorded human history that's not really that long ago Uh -uh. and we've gone from that to saving eight hundred thousand people's lives a year or no i'm sorry since since it recorded 1988 so So if you think about the progression and how much actually you're talking about limb like limb replacement might not be that far off well and to be able to grow it probably would be the thing right i don't think i think that's the hard one is to try to get it from a donor is where it's you know they're it's really hard to make everything right. If you could grow it and make it exactly how you yeah, need Yeah, I mean, it advancements to... in, in that, too, I've heard, you know, where they've actually been able to grow live tissue out of just, yeah. like, DNA. And, and I didn't look into, like, all the newer advancements and stuff in it, for sure. Yeah, what if, what but... if we invested more money into that stuff, like, as just a whole? Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's... Hashtag um, Elon more Musk into to... medical advancements here. Yeah, and we should put some money into pharmaceutical stuff and stuff like that, too. (laughs) But, okay, so in 1869, the first documented skin transplant was done by a Swiss surgeon. And by 1982, Dr. William DeVries and his team transplanted the first artificial heart, which was invented by Dr. Robert Robert. Jarvik. So he invented this first artificial heart and it is called the Jarvik 7. And I highly recommend looking this up because it's crazy to see. So it's spelled J-A-R-V-I-K 7. And so this was invented or 
first transplanted in 1982. The downside of it was that the patient had to be hooked up to a 350-pound air compressor to keep the heart going because it acts like an artificial like yeah it used it's pneumatic right oh, i can't remember i'm really bad at science i forgot all the heart chambers but like you know how it pumps in and out so the word for air would be pneumatic so it used a like pneumatic because you said oh. air compressor so it was, mm-hmm. it was it used a pneumatic system to actually that's that's interesting yeah but the sad part is is that like patients could only live about a year on it yeah but i mean if that but, so i guess okay hold on so I have let one more fact. This. Hold on. Let okay. me tell my fact right, first because it might answer your question. Okay. So in the 1990s, it actually helped about 150 patients hold out until a matching heart donor could be found. Okay. Because that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So they if... kind of, I don't know if they, I couldn't find any records on if they still use it. Um. Oh my but God. Could it you imagine your psyche them. in that one year of just Yeah, because you have to stay like... in the hospital because it's big. So does know? it, does the blood like go out? So the blood like pumps outside through this thing and it pushes it back like around, you know, because it's got to make See, a round I trip, I couldn't right? find like a diagram of how the air flows in the So think of compressor. a syringe. You know, it's almost like hydraulic. Like if you pull on a syringe like this, so it would be something that would move like pneumatic actuators back and forth right. to pump blood mm. at a certain pressure into the rest of your, like however much blood pressure is, it would have to like right. match that. And it, so it used air because pneumatic is easy to control huh? and you can do it faster. So like a heart pumps like this and I'm completely making this up. It just makes sense in my head. You can do it really fast like this. Be, and that's uh-huh. why you can't use like hydraulic because you could do it with hydraulic, which is oil based like in tractors and stuff where it's actually, but you, but that gives you more force and not speed. So like ah. you would want to use air. So the air part to me makes sense. Like why would they would use air instead of like, you know, whatever else, because you couldn't use like little motors because at the time they didn't have a small enough electric motors. So pneumatic actually makes total sense. It's just kind of crazy. Like, because well, <laughs> so the I tubes that went in, it would just blow air in. I was interested. I was wondering if maybe, you know, if the blood is outside of the body, could you just pour like a beer into your blood outside of your body? And then, <laughs> would you get drunk when it came back in your body? Oh my God. Yes. Oh You get lit up, right? Like straight no, didn't up. Steve-O did that, do that one time where he had a uh, vodka IV. Remember? Oh, really? Yeah. Mainlined. He mainlined vodka. Yeah. Oh my God. Look it up. That'd be wild. <laughs> so there was a lot of other advancements in medical history. Um, one of the other big ones with organ donating was the establishment of the United Network. Do you for- want to say that again? <laughs> I'm sorry. You said organ donating. Huh? <laughs> Read the line again. Okay. So there are some other great advancements in medicine, but one of the main ones in organ donating. Isn't it organ donating? Donating. Yeah. Donating. <laughs> what I say? Donating. Donadir. You said doning. Doning. Oh no. <laughs> you said it not only once, not only twice, maybe a few times. I'm trying I was trying to sell you. Can I don't you say have that actually. An organ donating. Down? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I guess I was thinking donor and then I was like 
I said it for like you just repeated the line and you just kept doing it. Because I didn't actually have it in my writing. Mm -hmm. So the other great advancement was the establishment of the United Network for Organ Sharing, UNOS, database, which was a computer database helping match donors from all over where before it was just localized to your state or even smaller communities. So they couldn't, like, if you had a matching donor in New York and a matching donor in, like, California, they would have never found each other had it not been for this new, newly created organ-sharing database. Yeah. And so then they could match donors from all over, which there is a... Um... When was that created? <clears throat> oh, no. I didn't write that down. Oh, no. Johnny on the spot with the info. What's it called again? The United Network for Organ Sharing, or U N O S, like Uno's, or just doning. We can call it doning. (laughs) (laughs) You said organ sharing, like 1984. 1984. Wow. All right. So your question was, um, when was the United Network for Organ Sharing created? The database. And Abby found our answer on our short break. Yep. <laughs> and it was 1984. Perfect. 1984. So, wow. that's I, My question was going to be, this database and all this stuff, did they use computers to do this? Or was it like the internet? Or did they use... Because in 1984, we had the internet, but it wasn't like the internet of today. So how did they actually use this? Was this paper record? I don't... I don't understand. I think is what. Well, the government had actually been using some network like internet since the 60s. Oh, so it would be easy for them to transfer that into the medical field. Man, that's crazy. But they don't have like a computer in front of their face to just like look it up real quick. You know, it'd probably take like a while. Well, I mean, it probably did take a little bit to search because you know it was back then like dial up. You couldn't just Google it. Yeah. (laughs) So Uh, this actually segues perfectly into our next topic, which you guys probably have a lot more background knowledge on than what I was even able to touch on research. Oh, I can't wait (laughs) to see what she's going to say. Are we alcoholics? Are we? What is this? Okay. So Phil and I were discussing the other day um, how fast technology has moved since a certain point in history. And then we were discussing what we thought that point really was. Yeah, it's a great topic. Yeah, I remember this yeah. topic. Okay, so, like, so ex- what, try to explain that better. So what's your opinion on this? Like, what do you think or what do you feel was the tipping point for like technology and for everything? For the advancement of technology. That because, made everything just pop off. Right, because I mean, we've had different podcasts. Like you think about the Galveston hurricane, which happened in 1900. They right. didn't have a way to communicate across the United States except for like in Morse code or telegram that's that's how we got but then you know we're 120 years later right now now i can literally like text somebody be like hey bro there's a fucking hurricane right now or you know there's like a tornado here so like like, what what is that pivotal point where are you at you know what what made it jump so quick yeah so it feels like it's a moving target though you know what i mean because if you okay so humans okay i guess in in my eyes humans evolved right for like so for civilization dates Centuries. back, they say, nobody really knows, but it's supposed to be like 20,000 years for like civilization. So right. for most of civilization, we're dealing with a whole bunch of, you know, idiots and stuff until we hit one point. And then all of a sudden, everybody starts being able to just stay alive longer. Everybody's like, 
you know, <clears throat> they just like population growth and everything else. Everything right. moved from one point to this to where we are today really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to look to see, like, think about it when a computer. Like, what do you feel is that? Because point? like, how do you, you know, like if you think about a going from a 1980, a computer fitting in an entire room to right. today, like having 8,000 times that computer just in your hand when you're holding your phone and you just throw it on your desk like it's nothing. Right. Right. Unless right. Like you know? 100 years. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's so weird because, you know, like think of how many big technological leaps we've just even seen in in our age you know like that's what i'm saying is like it but it seemed really fast like everything Mm -hmm. else was art and like things you know i guess whatever but it wasn't really i mean there was sure there was things that were significant but nobody ever really appreciated it until later when like scientific stuff so i think you know like it didn't improve people's lives and things like that right right until well, communication is a huge thing though when you think like like you said you know when how big of a deal was that for them to be able to talk back and forth to say hey i've got this uh liver over here man mm-hmm. uh, oh you've got somebody that needs this liver bro okay you know whereas before they never know that that's a yeah. huge thing for them to have just yeah. to be able to yeah, I bet like right now it's a computerized system where they go, this person needs a liver and they just type in this certain number of or like certain information and all of a sudden it's like donor match here. You know what I yep. mean? And then they would have it on a flight like the next day or something. Yeah. Well, and then they can get stats on that kind of stuff, right? Because then you can say, well, we need more of this type of, of liver or whatever, you know, like or we need more chicken blood liver. Or... But honestly, all that stuff kind of equals out to like, it, may, it sounds stupid, but where you're like this type of liver, where also in the future, if we're able to actually just make that type of stuff, like you said, grow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So researching this topic was really interesting, and I couldn't really find a definite answer as to when all this started. I can tell you that we are currently in the information age. So the inf- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. Thanks, Jake. But... <laughs> Well, are we going to get on the super highway? Are you Hold done? on. Let me, let me fire up Netscape Navigator guys, real quick. I am giving you information. I had a friend the other day straight up tell me um, her email address ended in AOL.com. Oh, hold on. I'm getting the facts. <laughs> hey, I have, I a, I have a Hotmail account. So I have that- a Hotmail account. Hey, here's how significant my Hotmail account is compared to yours, and yours might be actually the same. Mine doesn't have a number in it. And every oh, like I so, don't. mine's old enough that mine doesn't have a number. Mine doesn't either. Now they yeah. have to have a number. And all. It's literally a four-letter word underscore another four-letter word at hotmail.com. Yeah. I got on the ground floor, dude. Ground floor. And actually, oh. Gina's is even more generic. The and hers doesn't have a number in it either. Out? Yeah, it's number two, I think. <laughs> yeah, this is number two. It still <laughs> contains her social. Hotmail. Her social hotmail <laughs> number is two. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to somebody, man. Okay. All right. So I know you guys probably already know this, but I can tell you that we are currently in the information age. And the information age is defined as the age at which we have access to unlimited amounts of information at our fingertips, but also that we as a society crave information. 
And so the need and obsession for collecting information is called infomania. And they say the information age began in the mid 20th century, which means anywhere from like the 1930s to the 1960s. So I tried to look up some information to see what was maybe created or invented around that time um, to see what could have been like the catalyst that helped launch all of this. Oh, this is... We need to drop for like genus theories. Oh, no. I like this. So, of course, my first thought was the internet, as it was probably most. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. The internet was officially launched in January of 1983. Okay. So, uh, it, it, Joey is just barely older than the internet. Or younger, yeah. I mean. Younger. No. Well, you would be older. The, yeah, I was going to say. Well, he it, was... I think it launched like January 1st. Oh, oh fuck. Okay. but then so, like, by a few days. He's younger than a few the internet by a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, wow. oh, you no. should just go around and be like, I'm as old as the internet. <laughs> I am the internet. <laughs> <laughs> just don't Google. Google. Yeah, don't don't even it do it. the internet. Don't even do it as a joke. <laughs> so, um, it was launched in January of 1983. However, the government was using like a similar system back in the 60s. So then I was like, well, if it wasn't created until the 1980s, that's after did they call it when the, the information did they call age it the began. Government? Are you fucking with me again? <laughs> like the internet, but the government? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. So the time periods didn't really align with the internet starting in 1983 and the information age being from beginning between the 1930s and the 1960s. Yeah, but I mean... Kind of telephone, right? I mean, we're like, I don't know when the first telephone was. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it, it like switchboards and stuff would have, yeah, you know, more people being in, in bigger cities and stuff being able to communicate or even like across the country, yeah, you right. know. So then, because I went... if you think about it, if you're gonna have a meeting with somebody, like, I mean, even today, right? Because we work from home, you would have to travel. And at that time, there were no airplanes, so you couldn't travel via airplane. Like, if you were going to come up with an idea or two people brainstorming to invent something, you would literally have to, like, find that person, find out that you have similar interest, and then, like, travel horseback. (laughs) Yeah, and and first of all, that's the first thing that you got to do is make it to that place. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, if if you're, like, say it's, like, the internet where you're sending them information, then you have to do it through carrier pigeon or you know uh right was it like the the ponies the guys on the ponies oh yeah the american express pony express i believe is what it was oh <laughs> take both the guys ideas on the ponies. and combine them <laughs> okay <Or-ver. laughs> So then I was like, well, what about first computer? And of course, the first computer was invented in 1888, but it wasn't actually built until 1991, It like a personal computer. In 1945, ENAC was built. It filled an entire room. And however, the first personal computer, also known as a PC, was built in 1973. Mm. By IBM. 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 <laughs> Good old Ibum. So, according to my research, there isn't really a known catalyst that launched the informational age. It seems that it was kind of a combination in the ability to transfer information quickly, improvements in technology, but also during this time, the steam engine was invented. 
Mm. And it seems like this kind of helped all of that kind of combined into one thing, which the steam engine allowed smaller engines to be created over time. It increased a lot of productivity in the Industrial Revolution, which helped to expand our exports and imports across the country, which then improved communication and technology because they were able to quickly figure things out. It also allowed for larger farms to easily harvest and transport to other areas, which extended our agriculture and our food supply. So everything kind of seemed to be advancing all at once in the same in different areas. Like you had your medical advancements, technological advancements, and then you had the agriculture advancements and the industry. Like all advancing like and kind of building of off each other. Yeah, for sure. Well, information traveled quicker too because even honestly by train information would travel quicker. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was kind of all of it kind of building off of each other like they use this idea to help build this idea spider webs yeah and so who knew that collaboration would work collab the thing yeah so there you have the highest story on medical and technological advancements i like it in Thank u.s you. history yeah i like it happy. very much i'm happy i'm happy about that so one. takeaways questions comments <sighs> um who was the president <laughs> Oh no, during which time? <laughs> during the first transplant. What year was that? So the first transplant right? from human to human was <laughs> in 1954. JFK? And in 1954, JFK? No. 1953 oh, yeah. to 1961 Eisenhower? was Eisenhower. Dwight. D.W. D.W. Dwight D.W. And then you had John F. Kennedy, Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, I was, I was super duper way off. It was he was right. He was next. He was he was on deck, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then Richard Nixon. Well, that all happened after you were yeah. born too, so you know. And then in the eighties, you had Jimmy Carter, or Ronald Reagan, as president. Wait, hold on. Was Carter president when Joey was born? Uh, no, it would have been Ronald Reagan. Ooh, yeah. Golly. Yep. Yeah, Ronald Reagan was also president when we were born. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna oh, say so I was gonna say something about we've Abby had the and same amount of presidents. Abby's like the same age as us. So yeah. So all of us had Ronald Reagan when yeah. we were born. He I was do president have until 1989. Um, I think that was my only takeaway. I thought that was really interesting, though, especially the transplant stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it, it was crazy to see how quickly it advanced. I think in my eyes, like the a, a transplant between or to like save somebody's life is like the ultimate in medical like advancement. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel like that is the pinnacle right now. So in let me ask you guys this. And so we thought that 50 years as soon as 50 years ago, right? Cuz that was like 1980 or whatever. So, you know, a little bit before that we're starting to get kind of the ball rolling. So 50 years from now, where is it going to be? Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. I really do. I like Joey when he's Joey's idea when he said like growing it. I do think that that could be a possibility. Now, let me ask you this. What happens when we can keep humans alive for too long? Does population get overgrown? Well, and that's what so here's what would be the next the big advancement, right? Is to be able to transfer consciousness, dude. Transcendence. Because then who cares what the bodies are? You know what I mean? Because then. Transcendence would be cool too. You could literally do it. Like, I mean, it would be wild. 
Like, yeah. I mean, there's been a whole bunch of books I've, I've, I've watched, uh, some shows on it and then listened to a few different books. It's really interesting. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool, but I'm, it's not feasible really to trade your buddy arms right now. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Let me give you this hypothetical. Okay. Your buddy, he's a lefty. You're a righty. Mm -hmm. He lost both of his arms. Mm-hmm. Tragic mowing accident. So damn mowing accidents. You know he can't jerk off. <laughs> oh, okay. He lost. Did you say both of them? Both. Because otherwise, why would he need one of yours? Because it's like let's let's you know like <laughs> I mean it's kind of like no wait wait you get both of your arms back and I get one now. <laughs> this seems like a losing battle. So I feel uh, like it's it, you have it's, to lose both. I but now you if you. Say- left-handed he was gonna ask me since i'm right-handed like hey bro to, to jerk him off no how right-handed people jerk off so i can start learning how to jerk off right-handed i thought you were gonna say he was gonna since he was like because you'd be facing <laughs> i was just gonna ask him to jerk me off i thought that's what you were gonna say way too much joey ew not where i was going you started this conversation so i can cut out whatever i want yeah you guys can't so (laughs) (laughs) i can make it sound like joey said (laughs) all right so thanks for tuning in to our podcast bye thanks everybody bye-bye all right let's wrap it up hey listeners thanks for tuning in to high stories history on a high note We love to hear new ideas, questions, and positive feedback from our shows, so feel free to email us at hi.stories673 at gmail.com. Also, if you love random daily facts, follow us on Twitter at hi.hi underscore stories673 or Instagram at hi.hi.stories673. In the words of William Shakespeare, With mirth and laughter, let old wrinkles come.